friends, this is JD. Welcome back to Los Nazarenos. This is the reissue of episode two. In this episode, we get down to business talking about the book of Hosea, the book of Revelation, and St. Maximilian Kolbe. Stay tuned and enjoy episode two. But, um... Bienvenidos una vez más, les doy mucho, los agradezco tanto por estar aquí, este, este es un proyecto que estamos tratando de hacer, este es el segundo episodio y vamos a hablar del libro de Hosea. Ah, the book of Hosea. There you go, you got it. Ah, I, I caught a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um... So the book of Hosea, pretty, pretty impactful stuff here. I mean, I, I remember uh, reading it. When I was younger, and I had no idea what was going on, I was like, "What?" Yeah, this this book goes pretty deep, but you got to really dig to get there because it sounds pretty awful on the surface, right? Yeah. So uh, let's uh, hear just the opening verse of this. When the Lord began to speak with Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, "Go." Get for yourself a woman of prostitution, and children of prostitution, for the land prostitutes itself, turning away from the Lord. What? Why would God tell a prophet? I thought prophets were good people. Why would he tell these pro- this prophet to go uh, marry a prostitute? Right. So. Yeah, I... I think I it's know. because God's just a vengeful jerk, right? Maybe. I think that's what it is. He's got a funny sense of humor. I mean, he made me short and fat, so I don't know. He could have made me tall and beautiful. <laughs> but with that being said, I feel like he, he definitely has his way of reaching out to individuals. And um, in this case, he saw that what was happening in in, uh, in his land was, was bad. And it says... Um, apparently grab yourself a wife that's a prostitute get children that are prostitutes because the land is prostituting itself so if we really think about what's being said uh i mean the land was no longer the people god's people were no longer following what what god had said they they had they had gone on a tangent they went they went to do their own things they were no longer worried about having wanting to please god or uh or following his path you know and and it's it's funny because that's how this book ends as well. The, the the book ends saying the epilogue for this is it's it's powerful because it says, uh, just walk in them. So it says, who is wise enough to understand these things? Who is intelligent enough to know them? Straight are the paths of the Lord. They just walk in them, but sinners stumble in them. And so they we stumble because we 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 think that. You know, after a while, we're like, oh, we got this. Like, this is okay. Like, whatever. It's I've been doing this for a couple of years. And, <laughs> and you just feel you got everything figured out, right? Yep. And then you turn back and you look and you're like, oh, man, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't have nothing figured out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so when putting this uh, book into context, we're uh, Israel, the kingdom of Israel is in the north and the kingdom of Judah is in the south. So... A lot of people think that Israel is this powerhouse and was just this great United Kingdom, but uh, Manchester United. What? No. Barcelona! Uh, Anyways, so, but really after Solomon, Israel splits into two kingdoms. Um, And so a lot of the prophets you hear like... uh, 
Elijah. He's always up in the north, uh, hassling those prophets of Baal and yeah. just calling out Ahab <laughs> for all his BS. Yeah. But so a lot of this, the northern kingdom of Israel was, yeah, they were shying away from God. They were turning to, um, gosh, Asherah and Baal and all these other local gods in ancient Palestine. And so, and here's the uh, kicker of Hosea is that it's all about God's love for God's people. Mm -hmm. And this is the lesson that Hosea has to learn. He has to learn that God loves everybody, no matter what, even if you screw up. Even if you leave your faith, even if you start worshiping other gods, like the dollar sign. <laughs> Bad dollar sign. Hey, money. Oh, my oh man. So, but anyway, I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you, man. We're, we're going to get these royalty checks coming yeah, in we'll eventually. Put some, we'll put some advertisements yeah, into this. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Bienvenidos al super, where you can buy naranjas, two for one dollar. There we go. Plug in. <laughs> Snapple was great. <laughs> anyway. still make Snapple? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so on the reverse of this Snapple lid, we have uh, some knowledge. <laughs> some knowledge for you. And yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's it's very powerful because we look at it, and you, if you read if you read the book of Hosea, it's you know it he marries this prostitute, and he there's always like a lot of like events that happen, and. He's like, why are these things happening? So like his his wife like has other like suitors and stuff and, and she is a prostitute. She is, she lives up to her <laughs> reputation. And and then now there's a phone <laughs> ring. Yeah, we won't be able to hear it. <laughs> okay. And we so, got that straight technology. Yeah, that's right. And so then with that and and he he's hurt and he and Hosea doesn't know like what to do. It's like what 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 why am I still here? Why do I continue trying to better uh gomer uh like why 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 can't i just leave and uh we we finish uh reading the the book and we see that that's god's love for us you know it's it's sometimes bad uh or sometimes like we we don't like to hear like the hard stuff right but in this book uh god is is uh is hosea and uh mm -hmm. we are uh, the people uh gomer the prostitute and so uh it's hard to be in that position of course like it, it's not it's not nice to hear that we're the prostitutes but if we think about it our actions sometimes do lead us away from god and we we our actions sometimes hurt him and even with all this no matter what we do god is still there he is more than happy to take us back he is more more than happy to love us and and again his love for us does not like waver like it stays strong steady and and like that's the beauty about this book, you know, like it is God's love. It is unwavering. It is mm -hmm. unconditional. Yeah. So just imagine that you, God is telling us that <laughs> he tells Hosea, this is the lesson you're going to learn. Your wife is never going to be faithful to you, but wow. you have to love her. And that is God's experience with us. Like, none of us are perfect. We're, we don't get to be saints until after we're dead. Right, yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can walk the line as good as we want, but even it even took 10 years to get JP2 That's canonized. True. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and it took 
almost 20 years to get mother it, yeah 20 years to get mother Teresa canonized yeah but, you're right yeah. yeah canonization takes a long time actually. but that, that's more on our end than yeah. on god's end i'm that's sure though they were hooping it up right away up there beyond the pearly gates <laughs> yeah, peter's like but... yep your your ledger looks pretty good yeah what up jp2 <laughs> oh yeah this ain't terrific y'all want to play a pickup game first first of five wins the Saint, bigger room <laughs> saints Bur- saints versus archangels yeah <laughs> yeah. But, yeah so that's that's the lesson that Hosea has to teach to us that God loves us no matter what. So pick yourself up by your bootstraps when you fail because the forgiveness is there. God doesn't remember our sins. God only remembers to love us at all times, no matter what, from the moment that we are born to the moment that we join him up in H-E-A-V-E-N. Oh, that's how you spell it now. Yeah. <laughs> I always had a hard time with that one. I always kept on writing heaving, heaving. on my papers, and I kept on getting red marks all over them. Heaven. 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 There you go. I spelled it right? I think so. We, got, we don't spell got check. spell check. Where you at? Spell check. Yeah. So. All right. We're back with the word, the word, the word of the day. All right. So today, today's word of the day is apocalypse. <laughs> So, uh, we got the the book of Revelation, aka John's Apocalypse, and Apocalypse is or apocalyptic literature. That's a big deal in the Bible. We've got the book of Daniel, right. it's apocalyptic. Uh, Revelation, Revelation, of course, is apocalyptic. It's K Money. Uh, what is an apocalypse? An apocalypse, I think, is like the 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 evil guy uh, in X Men, and what he does is he comes and he Oscar tries, Isaac. He tries to destroy all the X Men. Oh, let's talk about Poe Dameron. I want to get some Star Wars in on this. <laughs> right, <Same actor>. <laughs> and so what he does, he's got these like really cool superpowers because apparently he's like the first mutant. <laughs> I don't know. You can check out the movie. It's pretty okay. Ancient Egypt. So, it's got a bunch Egypt. of horrible biblical references. Like really, really bad biblical references. Maybe the four horsemen were based on him. <laughs> they probably were all not. All has been revealed. <laughs> and then, oh my goodness, it all makes sense now. That, that was the best part of the movie was Phoenix. Yeah, definitely. And they're bringing that's the next X Men movie. I hope Dark so Phoenix. because I definitely like that saga. That story arc is actually pretty cool. Yeah. All right, back to the- but back <laughs> back to apocalyptic literature. Yeah. Uh, and so apocalyptic literature sometimes gets some bad rap because it you're just like, oh no, it's all bad stuff. But it's not. Uh, it does do uh, some uh, revealing, and so. One of the things that, that that I remember actually from uh, from school, uh, among other things, <laughs> I really like is uh, our uh, our professor for New Testament uh, was like it's Revelation. He will and remain not, anonymous and not Revelations. <laughs> there, there's in multiple Revelations happening. There's just one uh, one re- Revelation, and so uh, Revelation and Apocalypse are are uh, uh, they're concurrent. They they correlate with one another. Yeah, so literally what an apocalypse is, is a lifting of the veil, revealing of heavenly things or things that are being revealed. And so when we look at the word revelation, and you break it down, reveal-ation. <laughs> I don't speak Latin, so 
and uh, Google is not giving me a very good translation right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because, I mean, like the, re- the, the, the unveiling of heavenly things, you think of Revelation, you think of Apocalypse, it's being revealed to a whole nation. So Revelation is pretty... It's a there. It's important literature. It's it's literature that we need. It's literature that brings hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't. It should not bring a gloom or or any other kind of negative. Well, what about the rapture? Oh, the rapture! It's only one hundred and forty-four thousand of us are being oh, saved. Dogs. Man, I don't know. I hope I'm in that top category, <laughs> but I'm. I don't know. Like. I don't think that's going to happen, man. Uh, I, I, I think, think uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, let, let's break that open, this, <laughs> this understanding of the book of Revelation. Let's just go for it. All right, let's do it. Um, yeah, so I think it's right smack dab in the beginning of the book of Revelation. Who is it written to? And it's the seven churches of Asia. Asia Minor. Is yeah. it Asia Minor? Or is it Asia? I think it's Asia. And we yeah. will Asia. edit this garbage out. John to the seven churches in Asia. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and ruler of the king of the earth that's uh, so is. is revelation to us or is it to these seven churches i think it's only to the seven churches available in asia it's no longer <laughs> for the rest of the world yeah, but no it's uh, it's definitely it's it's a revelation to everybody yeah uh, it's not just limited to to a, to an audience it's a revelation for the whole world it's a good news for the whole world and um i think uh reading it and being able to explore the revelation sometimes um when i was younger i would get the bible and i would be really scared to go <laughs> and uh look at the book of revelations because i remember my mom telling me like oh no, no no don't 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 read that book that that book is bad and it's full of bad imagery and dragons and right. all these other yeah things. i remember when i was a kid i would be or not a, not even a kid when i was like t- a young man, yeah, young I'd be man. like, yeah, I believe in the Bible, except the book of Revelation, yeah, because yeah. I had such misunderstandings from other traditions yeah. that, like, say it's about the end of the world, but, yeah, like, like K-Money's been saying, it's all about hope, man. Yeah, it's, it definitely is. There's a hopeful message that no matter what, nothing is going to overcome the kingdom of God. Nothing overcomes Jesus Christ, and it's, yeah that message of hope so it's very very symbolic it's got a lot of images that would take a whole like four hour podcast just to explain the images in revelation but it's it's a book of hope it has a little bit of a maybe some future stuff in there but that's very minor and it's all it's all set in a time when the church was being the early church was right, being yeah. persecuted yeah, and so you hear things like the beast and 666 it's, this is all kind of referring to those persecutions of the early christians from the roman empire and so that's kind of that message of hope for them in 2000 years ago just trying to say like look we know that times are bad but Christ is with you, just persevere. And that's a good message for us today, too, when maybe people are coming at us for our faith or um, we feel kind of downtrodden in our faith life. It's like, no, just pick yourself up. It's all good. 
Right, yeah. And one of one of the things that I like about the book of, of Revelation is that it really it is the last book, right? And so what it does is it really brings it home. It brings it home because it it again as as you were, as you were saying, uh there is this like sense of like oh no, like the world is going to end, but in reality, it, there's so much hope in it, so much love in it, and it shows us that love and that compassion that God showed us in the beginning of uh, of the Bible, which is in the book of Genesis. So it's a, it does a nice little full circle, uh, telling us how amazing God's love is. And yeah, I mean, like there, you know, there there's always that, you know, there's the media and Hollywood definitely loves to use the book <laughs> Revelation, like six six is the book. Uh, the mark of the beast, or uh, or the, <laughs> uh, yeah, or or they uh, or they flip it around. It's like, oh no, 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 we had it wrong. It was nine, nine, nine. You know, it's just like, come on, like, what what's happening here is as 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 uh, you were saying. You know, it's just a way to tell us push forward. There's always going to be struggles. Uh, I mean, again. Uh, we see a lot of like if you're up at night three o'clock in the morning <laughs> flipping through church uh, through like channels and you see like these church events it's like tremors are happening <laughs> earthquakes are happening the different signs that the uh, revelation yeah. talks about they're happening we're gonna die now you know it's like you know we you can't you can't uh pinpoint uh, these things and yeah. so what it what it is is the it's just telling us you know what things are going to be tough Things are going to be hard, but God's love is always going to be there. It was there in the beginning. It's going to be there at the end. It's going to be there forever. Yeah, I think that's a good point when you get kind of some fear-mongering going on. Let's uh, just remember the words of Christ himself from the Gospel of Mark that you don't know the time or the place for the things that the Father has determined. And I think that's... That's what I always come back to. If someone's predicting the end of the world, uh, you just say, uh, yeah, no, only God knows that. Not not even Jesus knew that when he was here on earth. Mm. That's true, yeah. <laughs> he, he said it himself. That is gospel. That's canon. That is canon. <laughs> we can measure. <laughs> Measuring stick. Yeah. <laughs> word of the day <laughs> we did get our word of the day which is pretty i like that one you got anything else to add to a revelation there apocalypse mm, apocalypse we can talk more about the x-men we can't talk about more about the x-men what about the 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 woman and the dragon that was pretty interesting i don't know that's gonna ruffle some feathers if yeah. we really pick so that true. apart that's yeah. gonna give us is it mary is or it mary? is it the church the church <laughs> All right, so we just talked about uh, Revelation a little bit, and we're going to dive into some straight holy G's, some true gangsters. True gangsters of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yes, and sir. So hopefully this will be a continuing little uh, segment, and we're going to just talk about the saints. And our saint, um, we actually had a really good week of like awesome feast days for saints. We had... The Assumption. We did have that. That Assumption Bernard, which correlates. Yeah, Bernard of Clairvaux. And we got a, like, number one gunner from Mary in the early 20s. Or um, St. Maximilian Colbert. St. <laughs> Maximilian Mary Colby. That's right. Boys out there from Poland. So, you know, representing. 
And so uh, he's a really great saint. He's actually my saint uh, for confirmation. Did you know that? Yeah, you texted me that. Yeah, when you came up with this idea, which is funny. The way that I came, the, <laughs> the way that I came up about getting this uh, that saint's name uh, when I was it's always like a week before confirmation. The priest was like, "So did you pick a saint already?" And I was like, "Yo, like I no, I don't have one." <laughs> and so he's like, "Well, just know that this is going to be the person that you're going to stick with for the rest of your life." And so I was flipping through some pages, and I came, um, and I saw that picture of uh, Saint Maximilian Kolbe, and I just read his story, and his story is amazing. Yeah. And I mean, he started off young. He he was uh, he had a pretty big family. Uh, he was he was thought to be the most intelligent one out of his whole family. And so what ended up happening was that they focused most on him, and so they they send him to like really good schools, and they send him to. Um, you know, to the seminary, which is at that time where like the best education really happened. And the family wasn't that rich, but, you know, they did what they could to get him out there. And then uh, he became a friar, uh, an OFM. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Francis. Who's <laughs> your boy Francis at? Mr. Yep, CC. Yep, yep. That's, <laughs> yep. the, that's the best order. Yeah. So CC himself <laughs> came down and was like, you know what, man, we're going to take you in under our wing. And so with that being said, I mean, he... He definitely was a straight G. I mean, like, he was so G. He was so G. How G was he? Uh, well, how how far along should we go in his story? Because he did a lot of G things. That's true. That's the last true. thing he did was the most G. Yeah, that's true. All right, so we can start from the beginning. Yeah. All right. Well, from... Uh, I know most about the end, but I know okay. he was out there, and he started... Um, a publication all right. about Mary, right? And he was traveling, traveling the world, just preaching the gospel, and he was super in on our number one lady. Our uh, he OLG. definitely was, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> OLG, uh, and yeah, I mean, he definitely uh, did some publications. He he threw out us, um, he spit some rhymes on the radio waves as well, you know. So he did that for a little bit, which was pretty pretty powerful because during that time frame. Uh, the time that he was uh, a priest was actually during uh, the World War Two uh, time frame, so it was kind of it was really dangerous. I mean, he was there in Poland, so he was there when the whole Nazi invasion was happening. So, I mean, that in and by itself is straight G when you're still uh, not leaving. You know, every, during that time frame, a lot of the priests were leaving the church because they were just really scared. The area became unsafe, and then uh, Maximilian Kolbe was like, nah, like, this is my boy, and I'm a ride or die, <laughs> and so I ain't going nowhere, yeah. you know? So he stayed there. He stayed in his in his parish, and uh, they ended up uh, picking him up, but yeah. Yeah, so Maximilian Kolbe eventually, I think he was arrested a couple times. True. Um, but that last time, he was sent to Auschwitz-Birkenau in Poland, mm-hmm. and so there were a few... Um, some guys, I think they tried to escape or whatnot, and yeah. so the SS, the guys running Auschwitz, came back, and they're like, "Well, because this guy tried to bounce, we're gonna pick ten people at random and kill them." And so one of the people they picked was a father, and so and I'm as far as the story that I know, he's like, "Oh, I'm a father. I have a family. Don't Please kill don't. me." Yeah, and. Maximilian Kolbe didn't even know this guy, and he just stands up, and he's like, I'm a Catholic priest. Take me. Yep. Take me instead of this guy. And so they starved him, and they beat him, and um, 
after so many weeks or whatnot, they just they gave him a lethal injection and he got his one-way ticket to heaven, martyrdom. Yeah, number and, one way out there, you yep, know. And then I think it was, that was, I think, 1941 around there. Yeah, right, the 1940s, that's about yeah. right. And then I think 1982, another Polish number one gun of saint, uh, our big boy JP2 canonized mm-hmm. him. Sure did, yeah. So he was actually... Uh, beautified on uh october 17th of 71 and then you write canonized uh october 10th of 82 so that's by jp2 yeah so, yeah for sure i mean you know we out there looking for each other you know the people from poland gotta keep it tight yep. <laughs> one of the cool things actually just to add on to what you just said um uh, so i was able to go to poland this uh for world youth day this a couple of years back and uh they had this like really this really cool like uh story about how the lethal injection ended up happening. So after having starved uh, uh, Maximilian Kolbe for 10 days, you know, as, as they opened up the chambers where they had kept uh, all of the 10 uh, individuals they had selected, uh, most of them were already dead. A couple were still alive, but they were very malnourished, and so they, they died a couple days later. But uh, Maximilian Kolbe was still strong. I mean, like, he wasn't giving up. He was pushing. You know, he had the power of the spirit within him. And so finally, the guard comes up to him, as you were saying, and then just injects them. And as he's injecting him, you know, the the, the last gesture, uh, so the story goes, that Maximilian Colby did was bless the individual that gave them that lethal injection. So he said, you know, may may God, you know, um, rest your soul and may he he forgive you for your sins. And they just bless them. And they, my boy just passed out. I mean, that's straight G, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I was like, to do something like that, to look at your killer and just be like, you know what? I ain't even mad at you, man. Like, you're just following orders. Like, you just, you're just a foot soldier, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to go meet my dude up up, up in the sky. And <laughs> yep. so that's pretty cool. That's pretty G of uh, an individual to do. I don't know if I'd be able to do something like that at this point in my life, hopefully later <laughs> on, you know, like, yeah, like, yo, man, you shooting at me? <laughs> don't don't <laughs> come at me. That's straight up the gospel right there. Yeah. Love your enemies. Um, that yeah, so I think when we uh, reflect on the life and deeds of Maximilian Kolbe, he was he was hustling that good news during sure life, yes, sir. and in death he laid down his life for his neighbor, and he loved his enemies, and that's that encapsulates a gigantic part of the gospel. And if you're doing those things, if you're loving your neighbor as yourself and you're loving god you are you're a disciple of christ it's true even even if you're not a christian hey (laughs) that's true i mean and so i think like that's one of the great things that uh that that you know uh, pope francis focuses on right now you know it's like focusing on loving your neighbor you know it's like whether he'd be christian whether he's non-christian whatever denomination they are you know it's like he says just love everybody because you know, through your actions, through that love, you know, you'll you'll be you'll turn into a magnet and it'll magnetize other individuals to come toward you and see like, oh, you know, like, why is, was my boy Justin so cool? And why does he have all these blessings? Why does he have a beautiful family? Like, what what is he doing that I'm not doing? <laughs> that is like that's bringing all this happiness. It's like, oh, oh, my boy's a Christian and he lives a Christian lifestyle. And, you know, he gets all these blessings because of God. And it's like, well, maybe I'd like to do something like that, too, you know? And so you're you're set for the priesthood. Yeah. Boy. Oh, yeah. They say, yeah, seminaries here. I come, you know, comments like uh, lock up your nuns and stuff because I'm on my way. 
kidding, ladies. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, just uh, going off of that. It's a little humble, but uh, humbling to hear that from my boy KM over here. But mm. um, yeah, I there's been a few times in my life where I've discerned God's will, and it's gotten me... Uh, some people would say into a lot of trouble, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, I remember just like reading the Bible one day and then, and this is when I was dating my wife and, and it was like, it dawned on me. It's like, yeah, you better put a ring on that put with that. And when it came to going to theology school, I had not a awesome job, but I was, I had a good job. I was comfortable and mm -hmm. I left that behind so I could go, um, learn about God and broke like a joke, but yeah, you know what? Like sometimes <laughs> jokes are funny and sometimes jokes are the best way to reach you. Just uh, going people. for that poverty full time. Yeah. Yes. Full time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we take him out of the poverty. That's for sure. <laughs> and then, uh, the other time when me and my wife decided, Hey, let's have a baby and bada bing, bada boom. There it is. And beautiful baby. Yeah. So it's, Definitely, like, those are the times I discerned God's will in my life, but it definitely brought, like, so many blessings. And I may, like, I'm not raking in the green, y'all, yeah. but I'm uh, raking in the blessings. Yeah. And I definitely do have to stop sometimes and be like, look at, look at all that God has done for me. And just, like, watching my daughter, like, marvel at walking up and down the driveway. And it's like... This is amazing. Yeah, enough for show. And I, and I think like that's one of the great things about, you know, doing God's work sometimes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll talk to people and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like that's really cool. But like, what about your bills? You got all this stuff to worry about. And it's like, yeah, but like that's always going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to like monthly payments and like, you know, car notes and all this other stuff. Like it's going to be there. Like that's understandable. But the fact that I have an opportunity to help somebody maybe like improve their life or uh bring a different perspective to a person's mindset like that's 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 without any cost in the world you know like you can't put a price on something like that like that's just amazing and i think you know being able to see your daughter grow you know being able to see how things develop in your life with the discernment of god with allowing god's will to happen is is something that you that you can't put a price on at all yeah for sure that's uh out there slanging the gospel. Mm -hmm. I was going to slang it. Yeah, we out here. Yeah, yeah. Meet us out in the corner of uh, the Vatican Way <laughs> and El Cajon. <laughs> and we're out there slanging the gospel. Mission Boulevard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mission where Boulevard and Rancho Del Oro. Uh, Rancho Del Oro. Where you at, FST? <laughs> All right. Well, I think that should wrap it up for this edition of Los Nazarenos. Los Nazarenos. Um, how about... Gosh, what song should we go out with this uh, week? I mean. All right, thanks again for joining us for episode two of Los Nazarenos podcast. Again, you can follow us on Instagram at Nazarenos for Life. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Nazarenos for Life, or go to our website at nazarenosforlife.com. That is Nazarenos, the number four, L-I-F-E. All right, guys, peace.